Hello again, everyone. We're thinking today about welcoming God's Holy Spirit into our lives. And our prayer today is, come Holy Spirit. Sometimes um, people think that they can't give their lives to Jesus because they would never be able to be good enough. Well, Paul addresses that very issue here in his letter to the church in Ephesus. Lots of the letter is about how Jesus' people should live. And we may think the standard is just set too high. We're sure to disappoint God, others and ourselves. But do look back to chapter 2, verses 8 to 10. It says this. It is by grace you have been saved, through faith, and this is not from yourselves, it is the gift of God, not by works, so that no one can boast, for we are God's workmanship, created in Christ Jesus, to do good works which God prepared in advance for us to do. Here then is the foundation for all that follows. We love God because he first loved us. That's his grace. Our response is to put our trust in all that Jesus has done for us. That's our faith. And our lives are God's workmanship. God is at work in and through us, his people. He doesn't love us because we're good enough. No one is. But his rescue of us is his work in us from beginning to end. Our part is to trust him and to welcome his Holy Spirit to enable us to live for him. Well, fine words we might think, but how? How do we do that? The rest of the letter is about how this works out in practice. By the time we get to chapter 5, Paul is talking about living in the light of the Lord, the light of Christ, living as children of the light. Have a look at verse 8. Remember how Jesus said that he is the light of the world. Have a look in uh, John's Gospel, chapter 1. Jesus said, he is the light of the world. So here Paul is writing about living in the light of Christ. Paul has just been giving um, detailed examples about what living in the light, the light of Christ means in practice. And now we come to verse 15. How you live truly matters, he says. There is much darkness around, the days are evil. But Jesus' people are to reflect his light. So stop and think, says Paul. Don't just go along with the crowd. Drunkenness and debauchery are clearly off the agenda for Jesus' people. But rather, he says, be filled with the Spirit, the Holy Spirit. This is key. God's Holy Spirit is given to help us. He was given to Jesus' followers on the day of Pentecost and is here for us still today. To help us live lives that reflect the light of Christ into the world around. Verse 18 says, be filled with the Spirit. Be filled with the Spirit. So is this our heart's desire? Do we, like those Christians in Ephesus, want to live for Jesus? He tells us how in John's Gospel, chapter 7. In the Bible, 
No single human analogy is enough to speak of the things of God and so we move from the analogy of light to that of water. Jesus did that first, that w- that's what Jesus said. He spoke of himself as the living water and Paul picks up on that. This is what it says in, in John's Gospel in chapter 7. On the last and greatest day of the feast, Jesus, Jesus stood and said in a loud voice, If anyone is thirsty, let them come to me and drink. Whoever believes in me, as the scripture has said, streams of living water will flow from within them. By this he meant the Spirit, whom those who believed in him were later to receive. So Jesus' promise is not only that we can welcome him into our own hearts and lives, but that his life in us, by the working of the Holy Spirit, will well up and overflow. So are we thirsty? Back to Ephesians 5, Paul tells us not to drink wine, get drunk and behave badly, but by contrast be filled with, drink in, God's Holy Spirit. He says that an important way of welcoming the Holy Spirit into our lives is in worship. We're back to Ephesians 5 verses 19 and 20 now. Encouraging each other by joining together in praise and worship, making music in our hearts to the Lord and bringing to God our thanksgiving. Well, we've not been able to sing together in the church building very much in the last year and a half, but that has not stopped us worshipping together through recorded worship music, through uh, Ken and, and Jackie's CDs, online with other churches, and on the radio and TV through worship um, regularly broadcast from around the country. In worshipping together, we encourage one another to welcome the Holy Spirit into our lives and into our church community. Notice too that Paul speaks of worshipping by making music in our hearts. Sometimes our hearts are so full of wonder, love and praise that words and music are not enough. Wonderful though they are, sometimes they're not enough. And we simply stand or sit or kneel or raise our arms or walk or dance or close our eyes in silent adoration. What matters is that our hearts are lifted to the throne of heaven and we gladly welcome God's Holy Spirit. As we worship, we drink deeply of the living water of Christ Jesus and we soak in his presence. This is key to living lives as Jesus' people. We can't do this by our own ability, only by welcoming Jesus as light of the world, by drinking deeply of the living water of his presence and by being filled afresh day by day with his Holy Spirit. So may we pray together. Heavenly Father, give us grace to seek your face day by day, to dwell in your presence, to be lost in adoration. May we soak up your word and be filled afresh with your Holy Spirit. 
may the light of Christ be our light, and may the living water that is the Lord Jesus overflow into the world around us. And all by your grace, in Jesus' name, Amen.